keto panda because sunflower stuffy is taking a break and we are not sorry about that because y'all can i just tell y'all that keto is hard it is not easy i'm not saying i like it but bro the weight is coming off literally i am the lowest i've been in a long time i would say even before i was married like i'm 180 pounds 180 pounds and it's just gonna keep going down so i'm super motivated we're not gonna stop now we're gonna keep going keep pushing forward our feelings don't care discipline is the one that is uh keeping us on this track and that's just the path that we're heading in i think like every week that i uh do this podcast i'm kind of just more excited to share updates with you guys because i kind of feel like i have an accountability system because it's so easy for the weekend to come and for us to have the snacks, for us to have the frosties. But on keto, you really can't play that. So, you know, we've been disciplined. I'm only doing 30 days keto. I think I told you guys last time. And um, I am not necessarily loving the process, but I'm loving that I'm keeping up with the process. Uh, although I don't like it. Hmm. I feel like there was something in there, but we're going to let that marinate and develop later. So I want to know how you guys are doing. If you guys are listening, have been listening, hello, how are you doing? How are you doing with your challenges? How was that cholesterol check? I think for me, um, I've I've come to a place where I'm, I'm just like everybody's friend. I don't want to have any bad blood with anybody. That don't mean that everybody's going to have my ear. You know, that don't mean that everyone is going to be part of my circle. But, excuse me, just for me to be in a good place with everyone um to be healthy enough to stand my ground in what i believe and what i want um going forward with the future so i think like any bad blood that i had or people who i kind of was just like oh no i don't mess with you i feel like i've come to a place where i still don't mess with you I've come to a place where I still don't mess with you but you know if you need me to be the love of christ i can do that for you you know what? We're just going to come back to this thing. <laughs> because it was supposed to go one way and it turned out to go a different way. And I just want to say I'm not there yet. I wasn't going to say like I love everybody right now. I still don't mess with some people. Okay, anyway, I was uh, marinating on something. Um, I just feel like I have so much going on. Not in an overwhelming way, but I just feel like God is just moving in such a way. God is making me uncomfortable when nothing is really happening, like you ever just get uncomfortable when everything's literally fine. And I think God is really showing me different areas of my life that I kind of left untouched, that God was like, I want to touch those areas that you don't want to touch. So that way they don't exist anymore. And with that, you guys know that I've previously struggled with anxiety. Um, and, and I currently struggle with anxiety. Um, it's, it's kind of a battle, um, where you always have to be on your toes because you never know when these thoughts are just going to roll in and y'all know I get real crazy real fast. So before you know it, I'm like single in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of cats. I don't even like cats. I like dogs, but I got a bunch of cats and I'm just miserable somewhere. So it's not really that dark, but I do, I do get anxiety of the unknown of the future. I want to know every little detail about everything. And I think like just being honest with the podcast, like even last week, just saying, you know, like sometimes I do have trust issues with the Lord, 
you know, I felt like God kind of like heard my podcast and he was, and he wrote to me because y'all don't be writing to me, but he, (laughs) no, I'm joking. Y'all do be writing, but he wrote to me and he was just kind of like, you know, what are these areas, uh, that you feel like you can't trust me in, or why don't you feel like you can trust me in them? And I think in the root of it all, fear was a big thing. Like, fear is something that is just so paralyzing, right? Like, the moment you let fear into the room and you hold fear at that one spot, fear starts, you know, making campgrounds. Whether it's your mind, it's your heart, whether it's the future, you know, whatever aspect it is, like, the moment fear enters, it it's almost paralyzing, like, I don't know if you guys ever played video games where, let's say, like, I used to play Sonic a lot, and um, I'm not very good at any video game, but Sonic is one that I particularly didn't mind losing, but I remember Sonic, every single time something would happen, you know, he would lose all his coins, Um, and I just kind of feel like fear makes us do kind of like that same thing in a weird way. Like, we can be doing so good. We can have so many milestones. You know, we could be on a roll, and and all of a sudden, it's like we're stunned, and it's like, ping, and then all our coins, you know, start popping out, and we're just kind of like, what just hit me? You know, how did I get here? Like, what is even happening? And I feel like um, uh, the Lord placed in my path the passage, of course, of David and Goliath, right? And we know David and Goliath because it's been taught to us Many, many times, David, if for those who don't know, David is a giant who um, basically was threatening to kill everybody. Um, and people were scared of him because he was humongous. And I mean, who wouldn't be? And David killed him with uh, smooth stones. So that's the that's the basic thing, that it was something that seemed super impossible, but because David had God's anointing and had God with him, he was able to take out this big thing that, um, you know, was tormenting him. The good thing, okay, and everybody loves that story, yada, yada, yada. Now, the good thing, or I guess it's not a good thing, but something that I learned is that, you know, Goliath is not like David defeated Goliath, and then that's it, there was no more giants or nothing else happened. David defeated Goliath, but there were still giants. Like, if you go into First Chronicles, there's giants there. Um, people say it's Goliath's children. I didn't know giants had kids. Um, I'm, I'm happy they're extinct. <laughs> I'm happy they don't walk around the same earth as we do because there wouldn't be enough stones. But... It showed me, or I felt like God showed me, like, yeah, there might be this one giant, but sometimes giants are still going to come up that you still have to defeat. And I think that's so good because the other giants, David didn't even kill them. David's partners, friends, families, you know, homies, they killed them. And I'm sure they felt a lot more confident to kill them because they already saw how David was able to defeat them. Now, what does that mean for you and me now in the natural, right? That means that sometimes you're going to have to go through some things that are going to seem like big giants. And we'll go two ways with this. And sometimes uh, those same things um, are going to strengthen, people who see you are going to be strengthened by it because they saw you go through it. Now, this means that fear is going to keep coming up, right? Fear of seeing this giant, fear of seeing this problem is still going to come up. 
And it's up to us to decide what we want to do with it. But the first thing I feel like we need to do is speak down to fear, right? Because fear is a liar. Fear comes to tell you things that may seem true, but they're 100% lies. Like, for example, some of my fears come from me not being qualified to be a wife. So, some of them fears. And maybe it's because I'm an overdoer, maybe because I'm an overachiever, but if I'm being 100% transparent, I want to be a super wife, but I also need to understand that my husband's not with me because I cook great, that my husband's not with me because I can do laundry, but that he chose me out of millions of women in the world. And I needed to come to terms with that, and I kind of needed to come into a safe place with that and not allow that fear to to destroy me. So when the fear wants to talk back to me or the giant wants to come up and be like, oh, you know, uh, he's thinking about another woman or he thinks another woman can do better, that's complete lies. Like, that is such a fake scenario that it, I think it's funny now that I'm kind of, like, over it, right, because that was just a season. But in the moment, some of us believe those things, right? Some of those beliefs, like, oh, you know, I had his baby, and now my skin hangs a little bit, and he's going to get one that's, like, you know, done up or whatever. And all of that is lies. So the first thing we need to do is establish that fear is a liar. Whenever we feel like fear is coming into our room, into our space, we need to tell them, oh, no, there's no room for you here. We're not doing this today, so you can get up and leave. Like, there's an amount of real estate available in my mind, and you didn't meet the cut. You were not on the VIP list. Bye-bye. You are not invited to this party. I think it's it. once we're able to establish when we're about to feel these fears or these lies that the enemy wants to feed from us, because obviously the giant did not just come from the Lord, because, uh, hello, you know, he was defeated by the Lord, by the Lord's anointing. Um, once we realize that these giants want, want to come in, we need to set our foot down and we need to stand firm in what we believe because the future only the, the Lord knows. And the word says, if it's something about your marriage, I don't know why I feel this heavy. If it's something about the, your marriage or, or you feeling adequate enough, know that what God put together, let no man separate. I know the whole world is full of divorce, but that doesn't mean it's going to touch your home. Every day, pray over your house. You, if you are a woman listening to this podcast, you are the heartbeat of your home. You control the atmosphere in your home. You control what uh, what you allow in and what you allow out. You have the power and the authority to not receive anything the Lord has not sent you. So that if this fear, if this giant was not sent by the Lord, then it needs to leave now in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I feel like we need to get a little rough, right? Like, this Christianity thing is not just to be all pleasant, nice, and, you know, la, 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 la. Like, we can get down and dirty. We don't need to accept things. We don't need to accept ridicule. We don't need to uh, entertain the enemy with any thoughts or any ideas. Fear is a liar, and we don't receive you here, period. Another thing is that the next thing that fear wants to do is always steal our peace. I always try to check myself. Am I at peace? Because the minute I feel like I'm not at peace, baby, you better best believe we're going to start praying. We're going to start praying. We're going The oil is going to come out and we're just going to strap up. Basically, we don't have time to lose our peace. 
We are here on a mission. Our days here are counted. The Lord is counting on us to be his touch point, to mirror him. So if we are, let's say, worried about not having peace, worried about the future, worried about so many other things that we cannot control, you know, this is one of the things that I feel I might say every single episode. We are going to control what we can't control. And what we can't control, we're going to leave it to the Lord. Peace. What can we do to have peace? We can control what we can control. If our kids are acting up, we can control them. But if we're scared about a meeting with the boss or if the boss says this or does that, that that we can't control. We're, we're going to ahead. We're going in the future. I think being mindful of the now, I had a patient of mine um, from my job tell me because... You know, one time I got real far away. I'm not sure if I said this or not, but I got real far away one time I was saying a story. And she was like, Stephanie, like, you just went so far away. She said, focus on the now. And believe it or not, I'm not saying she's a Christian or anything like that. But that just hit me so hard because so many times I can have a regular conversation. And like I said, I end up single with cats. When it doesn't even need to go that way because who's even talking about that? I'm the one that's creating that fake scenario in my head and then feeding it. What is that going to do to my peace? Sometimes we have friends that the minute we finish talking with them or hanging out with them, we just feel drained. What does that do to your peace? And that doesn't mean not to be a good friend for them or to them. But I'm more so saying, like, what are we doing to protect our peace? What are we doing to maintain our peace? If we don't live on our own, but we live with family, let's say they're not believers, What are we doing within the space we do have to maintain our peace? Even though we may be, even though you may live, let's say, in a corrupt environment or somewhere where it's not necessarily Christ-like or how you want it to be, you still have the power and authority to control the atmosphere around you. You 100% have the power and authority to receive what the Lord gives you And to reject anything else that is not sent by the Lord. And I just feel like sometimes we don't know that, right? Like we don't know the real power that we have because it may sound crazy. But in reality, it's true. Because how many times don't we feel restless at night? How many times don't we feel like, you know, anxiety, anxious? We feel afraid. We feel frustrated. We feel stuck. None of that are characters that the Lord uh, distributes. None of those are fruits of the spirit. So it needs to come from somewhere, but you have the authority to speak to those things. Like, I feel like sometimes you feel like you need to be super motivated to speak truth to yourself. When in reality, in the rut, in the middle of things, you can speak to your, to your emptiness, to your voids and be like, I know you're in there, but there is a God. I know you're in there, but the blood of Christ. I know I may feel this way now, but wait until the Lord steps into the room. I just feel this sense of saying like, hey, if we all unite and start speaking to these things, we will be in such a better place. And not because we're great or mighty, but because the Lord, the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to give us the power. Just how he gave David. And because he gave it to David, he gave it to everyone after David to kill the giants after David. Right. Because we have a legacy and Goliath also tried to leave his legacy. But because 
the people were able to stand up. We were able to destroy those legacies. So it doesn't matter what was spoken over you. It doesn't matter what happened to you. You have the power and the authority to cancel out anything that was not sent from the Lord. You have the power and authority to reject anything that was not sent by the Lord. Sometimes it's some of our closest family members that may have marked us with words that we believe that now we want to say are part of our identity, that may be the reason why we have fear in the first place. But we can speak to those things. I am made in the image of God. I am exactly who God wants me to be. I may not be a finished product now, but the Lord is still working on me. And if he's not giving up on me, I'm not giving up on him. Fear comes to lie to us. Fear comes to steal our peace. And fear comes to steal our confidence. How many times... Don't we stop doing things or not start something because we're not confident about it? Prime example, you guys know this whole weight loss situation, right? Was I confident going into it? No, not at all. I wasn't confident at all because losing weight requires you to be uncomfortable and nobody likes to be uncomfortable. Like no one can sit here and tell me that they like to eat salad all day because that's a lie. Like I said in that episode, uh, you know, we don't, nobody feels like eating salad. Nobody wants to, nobody's craving a salad. I mean, maybe once or twice if you have a delicious salad, like the one that I like from Salsa Fiesta. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no one wants to do this all the time. But it's not up to our feelings. Our confidence is something that the Lord needs in us because our confidence also resembles our faith in a little bit, right? Like, do we have faith in ourselves? Do we have faith in God? What is it about confidence um, that is so important that the enemy wants to distract it or destroy it with fear? And prime example, uh, there's a story in the passage where uh, Peter was on a boat and he saw Jesus on the water. And Jesus, uh, you know, they call out like, hey, Jesus, is that you? Are you a ghost? And then um, Peter's like, oh, Jesus, if this is really you, you know, let me walk to you. So then Jesus is like, I bet, come. So then Peter starts walking on water and everything's fine and dandy until he realizes he's like in the middle of the ocean and there's a storm around him. And what comes to him? Fear. And the minute fear came in, what happens? He starts to sink. A lot of times people will ridicule Peter because because he didn't believe God or Jesus when he was in the water but y'all y'all barely be jumping off boats y'all barely be jumping into the pool nobody was gonna walk on the water like let's be real most of us would have been so struck by fear because of the waves and winds around us that we probably would have stayed on the boat and I think that's exactly what the enemy wants to do with us sometimes. He wants us to stay on the boat. Sometimes, you know, we may find this great opportunity that requires risk, that, you know, takes us on an adventure, something that is unknown, something that is new. But And that may look like Jesus in this example, right? It may look like something bright. But then once we start looking around us, what could go wrong? How am I going to make a paycheck? Am I going to go broke? Am I going to lose my, my car, you know? Am I going to have to eat Chef Boyardee? Lord, no. Those days have passed. You know, and then we end up staying on the boat. And I feel like some of us have been on a boat for so long that we need a wake-up call. Fear is not allowed. We have our confidence in Christ. If it is the Lord who sent that thing for you, then we ask the Lord for confirmation because the Lord will confirm everything 
that is presented to you if we ask. If we don't if we don't ask, then the Lord is like, "All right, you cool." But the moment we ask, God is not mean. You know, he he will be faithful enough to give us the confirmation that we need so that we can step out in confidence. Why? Because if I have this confirmation as my receipt, right? My receipt, you know, you want to keep the receipt. I don't know if some of you guys put it in your wallet. I don't know if you guys what y'all do with this receipt. Ask the Lord for confirmation before you take that next step. Why? Because the next time you step into the water and you feel the waves and winds, you can look at that receipt for confirmation. Like, nah, you got me. You sent me here. I'm on the right path because you sent me. And I feel like if we're able to be strategic when it comes to these things in life, right? Because life is going to hit you hard. What school do I send my, my kids to? You know, what do I do with daycare? How do I become a better parent? How do I become a better wife? We need to do all of these things and ask the Lord for his participation because that way we can do it confidently and not just kind of like the blind leading the blind and nobody knows what they're doing. We're just here. We're just cruising and we end up not taking risk. And if we can't take risk, then we won't grow. And sometimes, you know, if you look at these preachers that are super famous preachers, they didn't just get there one day. They started off little by little, and we don't like the process, y'all. No one likes the process. I don't like the process of anything, right? I can talk about it. That don't mean that I like it. I told you the Lord is still working on me. But I refuse to allow me and my household not to take risk. I don't know if my husband would approve of this. However, my husband got a promotion. That's a pretty big promotion. He's never been in this type of position before. But I refuse to allow the enemy to tell my husband that he is not qualified to do that that promotion. Why? Because if the Lord gave it to him, it's because the Lord has given him everything he needs for that specific place. And this is something that was prayed about on, on knees for months, right? This is not something that just dropped out of the sky. And because my husband's good looking, I mean, that's bae. Because my husband's good looking, uh, you know, they gave it to him. This is something that was earned, but just because it's new and unfamiliar doesn't mean that you're not qualified for it. I wonder what things are new and unfamiliar, a path you've never been down before that sometimes you may think that you're not qualified for. I think every mom, I'm not a mom. You guys know I aspire to be a mom. But from talking to moms, I feel like some moms or every mom at one point or another worries if they're a good mom. And it's not because they may be a bad mom, but it's probably because they've never been a mom before. Right? Everything's new to them. But does that mean that the Lord has not qualified you to be a mom? No. It just means that it's a learning curve. We need to give each other grace in the learning curves, but understand who put the who put us in that position in the first place. I think also fear takes away potential from us, right? Like we don't know what we fully will become. Um, if we don't try, right? So it goes kind of back to taking risk. So our potential to be greater, we may feel like we're less than. Our potential to be greater, to access people for more, um, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to start an organization, to start that ministry, to start that uh, business, That all of that is our potential. And I think once we're afraid, we don't want to touch those areas. Once we feel like we might, you know, if it's from a business aspect that IRS might fall on us, then how are we ever going to create something new? How are we ever going to step into this new thing? 
There are so many things that fear comes to steal. Why? Because the enemy comes to to kill, steal, and destroy. And I feel like, um, and the Bible also mentions that, you know, the enemy uses fiery darts, right? So picture this. The enemy has a bow and arrow, kind of like Cupid, right? Why not? And they're fiery. Let's put some fire on them, right? I'm going to draw you a whole picture. On this pit, on on his darts, there's labels, there's things, there's there's things that he he's strategic, right? Like he's not just blindly, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. There's strategy to this, and I feel like he uses these darts and he fires them at us, and just waiting for one to stick. But we also have our armor that we can carry, right? And if we always carry our armor, then when he tries to throw these darts, these fiery arrows they won't hit us the thing is that our armor is not kind of like one thing that you buy once and then you're all good it's one of those things that you kind of have to constantly put on daily and I think that's kind of like where we struggle so I think more than anything when it comes to fear and our armor and our position in battle I want us to first imagine What is my position in battle right now? I'm not saying what you aspire to be. I'm saying like right now, in the condition that you are right now, how you feel right now, what is your position in battle? If the enemy were to throw fiery darts at you, will it be on an open wound where it might wound you even more? Will it be some, or do you have your armor on because you've been on point? I'm not going to lie, I've had seasons where I'm on point and I'm on fire and I want to like some wrestle whoever wants to try me. <laughs> but I've also had my my moments where anything sets me off and I'm off in a spiral and no control, which takes me to kind of like the second part of what I mentioned the first time where you need people around you that you've seen go through the fire. Like I think vulnerability and transparency is so important which is one of those qualities that i look for so much in friendships that i i need that why because if i think about moments where i where you've been down and how you came up and how god stepped in then that gives me the strength just like it might have given given david's you know colleagues right his peers strength to defeat the giants because it can be done there's a couple at church who lasted, I don't know, 11 years without having kids, and now they have a little girl. And not that I'm saying I want it to last 11 years, because I don't, but I'm saying that if God promised it, he'll do it. And God doesn't give us the whole story. And I think that's kind of like where we are. When we're just kind of like stuck in this in between, like, God, you gave me a fragment and this fragment looks nothing like where I'm at right now. And I think that's when we allow fear into the door. And I want us to close those doors starting today. The challenge for this week is to think about your position in this fight. After you think about the position in this fight, put on your armor doesn't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. No conditions, no terms. Put on your armor. If Let's say you're not comfortable praying because praying is a conversation. I already told you how I'd be talking to the Lord, and I do. But if you're not comfortable and that's fine, then start with some worship music. 
start with just reading a devotional. Allowing the Lord into your life because the more you let you fill yourself up with the Lord, the less of the distractions, of the anxiety, of the thoughts come in. And more than anything, after we put on our armor, right? So we find out our position in this fight. We put on our armor. Let's say you're doing great at both of those things. I want us to put up a fight. Put up a fight for us, but also for the people around us that are watching us. This is a PCOS podcast, or at least it started off that way. And I wanted to do this podcast Because, number one, my life is crazy and somebody needs to listen to it. But also for those women struggling with PCOS that possibly don't want to hear just a happy ending because nobody talks about the sad ending. I don't know my ending and I stopped worrying about my ending for now. But I want to walk with you through this battle. I want to walk with you through these stages of life that I am unsure of. But where I'm anchoring myself to is the truth of God. It's the word. It's the Bible. It's what God has already said and claimed over my life. So let's be a friend. Let's fight because we never know when that friend is going to use us as an example. It doesn't mean that we won't struggle and it doesn't mean to put on a mask and fake everything. But it means for us to stand firm in our ground into what the Lord really wants to do with us. I love you guys. Let's pray to close out. Heavenly Father, here we are again, God. Listening to you, Lord, ministering to our lives. We listen to you when you speak through different people, through different contexts, Lord. And I just pray for my brothers and sisters on this this podcast, Lord. That if there's any fear in their life, Lord, that you have not sent, Lord. If there's anything tormenting their life, Lord, that you have not sent, We send them back to the pits of hell where they came from, Lord, because we don't have to receive anything that you don't send, God. That anything that does not have your stamp of approval on, Lord, it cannot enter our mind, Lord. It cannot enter our our heart, Lord, and it cannot enter our heart, Father. We will rely on the truth that your words say, Lord, for your word is never changing. It has remained the same since today and million years ago, God. You are the same God, Father. You are the same God, Lord. You are the same God that stepped onto the, into this earth. You have not changed. You cannot change, Lord. You are not a man to lie, Father. Everything you have promised us, Lord, you are faithful enough to keep, God. And that is sufficient enough for us to believe in you and to pursue this path, God. That there is things, Lord, that maybe we have not stepped up to, God. That maybe we defeated that big giant, but there's other giants roaming around in this land, God. I dare ourselves to speak to those giants, Lord. And just how we slain them once, Lord, that we will slain them again. That we will stop at nothing until we reach your truth, Father. We will stop at nothing until we reach your true freedom, God. The freedom that you have called us to live, Lord. You have come, Lord. Your Holy Spirit is here. To fill any void that we have in our body, in our hearts, in our minds, Lord. That we don't receive the news of depression, Father. That we don't receive the news of anxiety anymore, Lord. That they may have once had a home in our mind, Lord. But that today we give them the eviction notice and we tell them to get get out and go and leave and come no more in the name of Jesus There's no place for that here, Lord. We rely on you, Father. For you are the one that knows the future, Lord. And you are also the one that holds us in the now, God. 
you hold us in the now, Father, in a way that only you can, God. And we release the future to you because we can't control it, Father, because it's something that is out of our control, Father. I ask that as we learn to put on our armor, as we learn to fight, Lord, that your spirit may be there to guide us, to protect us, Lord. As we learn to say no to the things that once had a home in our mind, as thoughts that once easily came, Lord, as we learn to say no, Lord, that we may feel your strength, God, that we may feel you wrapped around us, God, and that you never leave our side, Father. I thank you for allowing me to fight this fight, Lord, with my brothers and sisters on the other side of this microphone, God, that this is not solely for me, God, but there is a greater purpose in all of this, Father, because sometimes we just remain so silent with the things that we're all struggling or sometimes all going through, Lord, but that you have given a fight in me specifically, Lord, and I will fight this fight, God, even when I'm scared. Even when I don't know God, I will stand by you and I will anchor myself in your truth. I love you, Father. We love you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Cue the music.